United Lutheran Seminary presents the Seminary Explores podcast, conversations on faith, art, people, politics, theology, life, and more, with voices from around the corner and around the globe. Good day. My name is Nelson Strobert, and welcome to the Seminary Explores. This broadcast is a little different today. We will hear three tributes to our colleague, Dr. Richard Stewart, Professor Emeritus of Communications and Parish Administration at United Lutheran Seminary, who died last year in November of 2022. His presence in the lives of parishioners, students, colleagues, and friends will be remembered for a long time. Today, we will hear from three people who knew him well. My first guest is Dr. Joseph Donella, who is Chaplain Emeritus and Adjunct uh, Religion Professor uh, at Gettysburg College. He's also Adjunct Professor at the Ecumenical Institute at um, St. Mary's Seminary and University. Welcome to the Seminary Explorers. Uh, thank you. It's good to, to be with you. Yes, and I'm uh, on this. Uh, unfortunately, it's on an occasion when we're remembering someone we knew well. And so I'm going to begin by asking you, when and how did you first meet Richard Stewart? Well, Rich and I, I have a long history together. I was a seminarian at uh, the Lutheran School of Theology in Chicago, and I was making a transition from uh, one religious community to another. Um, it was, I, I want to say it was probably in the uh, spring of 1977, and um, Grover Wright, an infamous name amongst Black Lutherans. Oh, yes, I remember him well. In, introduced me to Richard after Grover and I had had some conversations about the history of Black Lutherans, and I was looking for more information. So I shared with Grover uh, some uh, recordings and books that I had had and asked, where was the Lutheran version of this? And Grover said uh, something to the effect of, well, I know someone who would be good for writing that. Uh, and he introduced me to Rich Stewart. Um, almost from the moment we met, we had been friends and sort of co-conspirators in, <laughs> in a, a whole lot of projects. Oh, I can believe that. Yeah. Uh, I... I remember Rich just kind of uh, taking me in uh, almost immediately, and I think he did that with a lot of people. Um, so once he met you and uh, established a relationship with you, it was a relationship that was never going to be forgotten. Yeah, I, I think I think you, what you say is just on target because um, in the last few months, I've just heard over and over again these encounters that he had with with so many people. And as you said, it was once it began, it 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 didn't stop. It didn't stop. Uh, 
Not at all. Yeah. Um, if you could recall, and I know, uh, oh, you know, it's so many years that you've known him. Um, <laughs> are, are, is there any specific incident or are there incidents that you recall that illustrate uh, your friendship with him? Oh, well, sure. Um, I guess I should say that we sort of were in conversations uh, up until the time we were on St. Croix together uh, at various conferences and other things. We always managed to spend a little bit of time, um, usually over food or, or drink or something, and we'd be talking about what was going on in the state of the world, in the state of the church. But um, when I was uh, asked to serve on St. Croix as the pastor of uh, Center Island Lutheran Parish, about six months after I arrived, uh, Rich came to the island for an interview, and he being asked to uh, consider serving Lord God of Sabbath Lutheran Church in, in Christianstead. Um, and I remember talking with him, spending probably about two or, or three hours as he was trying to discern whether or not this was going to be workable for him and his family. Right. Uh, and uh, as a brand new pastor to the island, all I could say at the moment was uh, I was finding it challenging, but I was also finding it rewarding. It was a very different experience than life in the States. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Uh, and so uh, I think Rich left the island, and I heard uh, very shortly thereafter that the call had been extended and he was coming. Uh, and so I, I believe it was um, in Lent that he began uh, as the pastor of Lord God of Sabaoth. And so one of the first activities we had was um, sharing the Easter vigil service. Oh, yes. At a Sabbath, uh, we did an Easter vigil, as you probably well recall, that was an island-wide uh, vigil for the Lutheran churches. It included the two uh, churches in Center Island and Holy Trinity in uh, Frederickstead, and then a Lord God of Sabbath at Christianstead. And I was informed that the custom was that the new pastor would preach at the vigil. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> because I had arrived uh, six months before uh, Rich, and I had done the vigil the previous year, he was the <laughs> newly appointed preacher for our Easter vigil. That. Uh, <laughs> okay. What I also remember was the pulpit at Lord God of Sabbath was up there by the ceiling. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> and him climbing up there. <laughs> and I, I thought, my, talk about being uh, way above <laughs> the ground <laughs> Indeed. Oh, indeed. Um, uh, when you... Um, 
When you think about uh, Richard Stewart, what do you feel is his legacy to the church and theological education? Well, you know, he contributed so much. And in many ways, he was uh, one of those young pioneering voices. I remember him sharing that he had done uh, campus ministry at uh, the Wilberforce and right. one of the black colleges in um, in Ohio. I had done campus ministry with the city colleges in Chicago. So immediately we sort of hit it off because we had that connection already. Um, I think his concern for history and making connections, he wanted the story to be known and he wanted people to grasp the value of the contributions that African Americans had made to the Lutheran Church in North America, but not just North America, but but globally. So uh, Rich was always searching for where's the next connection, Mm. whose story has touched whose life, um, and what are they, uh, what are they giving uh, to the church and to the world by uh, engaging in ministry in the way that they are. I don't ever remember Rich having um, anything to say about the contributions of African Americans that I thought of as uh, negative. I, I, he was mm-hmm. always looking for uh, what's the strength of this and right. Why does it matter? And um, and I I greatly appreciated that. Um, I I think that even to the day he died, he was looking for those kinds of connections and trying to help all of us to see that the story we share collectively together is greater than any of our individual stories by itself. Oh. Uh, Oh, that that is just well said, and I I want to thank you for for bringing and reminding us of of Rich's contribution uh, into the life of our church. Um, so, uh, uh, with that note, I want to thank you for your participation in this remembrance of Richard Stewart. Thank you so much, Doctor Danella. Well, it's an honor, and thank you for asking. My next guest uh, this, for this program of remembrance is Mark Staples, who is a retired um, writer and editor uh, for the church. And um, as I st- stated with uh, Joseph Danella, um, I'm going to start off with you as well. Uh, when and how did you first meet Richard Stewart? Rich and I first met in the mid-1980s when I was features editor for the Lutheran magazine of the former Lutheran Church in America. Because of his background and interest in communications, Rich was appointed a member of the magazine's advisory committee. I remember sitting beside him at that first meeting. We bonded pretty quickly because of our mutual interests, and before long we became lifelong friends. 
Oh, okay. Uh, 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 you, uh, when you say lifelong friends, uh, could you recall? Can you recall uh, any specific incidents or or, or incident or incidents that um, illustrate your that lifelong friendship? Well, there are many, but let me focus on a couple of them. After Rich joined the seminary faculty and I became the seminary's director of communications, we would often meet for lunch in my office, sometimes with my staff colleagues. We would go to the convenience store across the street, get something to eat, and then gather around a circular table across from my desk. Our conversations were precious. We also shared a love of America's classical music, jazz. My wife, Lynn, and I, and Don and Rich, went a number of times to the La Rose Supper Jazz Venue in nearby Germantown to listen to music and enjoy a meal. After we both retired, Rich and I went to a suburban theater venue to a concert by the late South African trumpeter, Hugh Masekela. Oh, yes, I remember Rich, him. Rich had taught in South Africa and visited Namibia. I had visited both places on assignment for the magazine, and that made the music experience with Masekela even richer. A favorite tune of ours, sometimes difficult to listen to, was called Stimela, movingly describing the painful transport of African contract laborers from their homes to distant workplaces under apartheid. Oh, it seems to me that both of you had this uh, sense of, no, well, the arts, but also uh, of, of the global, uh, of, of the connectedness. You had a connectedness with, with, uh, with venues across the seas. Would that be fair to say? Yes. Um, well, during my career, I traveled to 16 countries and 30 states uh, on assignment for the Lutheran. Mm -hmm. uh, also, when I worked briefly with the American Baptists in retirement, I was contacting churches who were concerned about people living in poverty and who were getting grants to help those folks. So I, my journalism career really pushed me into venues and avenues that I would not normally have had the chance to appreciate and made a huge difference in my life. I, I feel like uh, all humans have a limited perspective, but I felt that this kind of work gave me a perspective that I, I still treasure. I look back on it with great appreciation. And, 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 part, of the, and, and part of that, it seems to me, uh, was uh, helped you in terms of, uh, well, you and Richard in your conversations with each other. Absolutely. I mean, we did share common experiences. In fact, uh, very briefly, um, you know, Rich fell ill when, uh, on his, uh, about five years ago, uh, when he was in South Africa. Right, I remember. And, and, and during his rehabilitation, I, uh, which was uh, largely a cathedral village, a place outside of Philly. Uh, I would visit him and then actually uh, drove him home after he recovered to the extent that he could return home. Yes, we had a lot of conversations about 
sharing experiences like that. And that, that deepened our friendship, too. Okay. Um, as you reflect on uh, uh, Richard Stewart, um, what do you feel is Rich's legacy to the church um, and uh, to theological education? I think of two forms of uh, legacy, Nelson. One is to his students, and another is to history. Okay. Uh, Rich, I consider Rich um, to have been a, a practical theologian. He taught parish administration and communications, two vital disciplines for rostered leaders to practice. I know from his spouse, Don, that many seminarians would tell him that his teaching of these practical tools was a high point of their training. Rich was also known and appreciated for his practice of attending scores of ordination rites and installations involving his former students. Yes, indeed. He developed a passion also, as you know, for the historic contributions of Africans and African Americans to Lutheran history, both globally and domestically. The result, at least in part, of a significant nudge from the late Grover Wright, the one-time Pullman Porter who joined the Lutheran Church in America's Division for Professional Leadership. Oh, yes, I remember him. Yeah. And, and, and Grover recruited African Americans to serve as rostered leaders. Rich's research to that end included dozens and dozens of interviews. And as I recall, he had developed rich content up until the year 1919, when his illness began to interrupt his progress. Thankfully, Dr. Strober, you and others have been working on a succession plan to complete that vital work. Rich's love of history also embodied his labor of love as director of the Media Center on the Philadelphia campus in the 1990s. Rich recorded for posterity scores of seminary events, including Preaching with Power, during which every March, African-American preachers of note would come to Philadelphia to preach both at the seminary and at a variety of host churches in the wider community. The most exciting historic chapter for Rich may well have been his discovery of the undercroft of St. Paul's Lutheran Church on Quince Street, not far from the Walnut Street Theater in downtown Philadelphia, which I was privileged to cover and write about with Rich. That congregation was founded in 1836 by the Reverend Yehu Jones, the first African-American Lutheran pastor to be ordained in North America. Rich searched and searched tirelessly for this undercroft. Redistricting of street numbers by the Quakers in the mid-1800s made it complicated to find. Rich finally located it inside a building housing the University of Pennsylvania's Mask and Wig Club, of all things. Mm. I recently watched again an interview my colleague John Taylor and I conducted with Rich for the 150th anniversary 
video history of the Philadelphia campus. Describing the discovery of St. Paul's, Rich powerfully recaptured on tape in a most animated way, this discovery. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, and certainly you've uh, certainly highlighted um, sort of the, uh, the essence of who he was. That is his love for his students and his love uh, for, for history. I thank you for so much for being on the Seminary Explorers and reflecting on Richard Stewart. It's been a blessing for me, uh, Dr. Strober. Thank you so much for including me. My third and final uh, reflection comes from Dr. Charles Leonard, who is Professor of Practical Theology, uh, Director of Contextual Education, and Co-Director of Worship Life at United Lutheran Seminary. So, uh, Charles, I'm going to ask you uh, the questions that I ask uh, your colleagues and friends, and that is, uh, when and how did you first meet Richard Stewart? Well, I met Rich, I guess, uh, even before coming to the seminary. We knew each other. We attended uh, different uh, conferences um, of Black Lutherans, uh, the clergy, and so forth. And I got to know him, you know, there. And then the coming to the seminary, he and uh, Dr. Eccles, Jim Eccles, you know, uh, three of us, we, we knew something of each other by the time I arrived. And that was back in uh, 1997, I believe. Mm -hmm. Then, then from there, we were almost almost each day, we were almost in each other's faces, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> it was just good to form a relationship with with him. I really appreciated that. Okay, um, and if you could share with us. Uh, what specific incident or incidents can you recall that illustrates this friendship and collegiality that you had with uh, Richard Stewart? I, I would say that, especially from our seminary time, you know, uh, we, we talked a lot about the way the seminary was operating. We talked about uh, any uh, areas where we felt that uh, racism was present. Students uh, who felt that there were issues, you know, they would come and talk to us, and then we would converse with each other just to get a get each other's spin on mm -hmm. what what we're looking at and mm -hmm. so forth. And then we try to su support the students. He and I talked about uh, constantly being there for the students, which we 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 had an open door for them. Uh, he and I sometimes would be at the same uh, ordination service or the same, uh, let's say, I'll go to a marriage of one of the students, but definitely like ordination services and students who had issues in their congregations, it was internship, whatever. Uh, Rich was always able to uh, just take some time and mm -hmm. go and talk to the student and so forth. And I, I too, this is how we really worked uh, worked with it. So we were on the same, the same wavelength as far as caring for the student oh. as we prepared for ministry. And then we, of course, Rich and I had, uh, we both uh, had interest in uh, making that connection to the Southern Hemisphere, especially in South Africa, Namibia, you know, and uh, we, uh, in fact, we attended the same uh, globalization trips. We did it as sort of like a partnership to attend those trips so that oh. we could make uh, contact with those, with those nations and those churches. Oh, and that I, didn't, was I didn't realize that. 
Oh, yes, 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 we did. You know, the last trip we made, uh, we had set up, I think it must have been 2000, I forget, 2009 or something. We had set up for the trip, mm-hmm. and not many students were able to sign up for the trip. But we decided to go anyway as uh, as professors, and uh, he took his wife, and uh, Addie Butler went along. We went on that trip for us. It was to pave the way, to look at the church, let the church know that, that we still were interested, we're still going to make connections with them and the students and right. so forth, mm-hmm. and prepare the way for the next uh, globalization trip to the south, uh, southern hemisphere. And that's when he he had an accident and he became ill, which made it an, uh, quite an eventful trip. Oh, that's us. right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was hospitalized during that he trip, I believe. It was very serious. Very serious. Yeah. And Glad that we were there. Glad that I was there to give support because it was uh, his wife was uh, she went through quite a bit because she she said to me at one point, Charles, I don't know if we're going to ever going to take my husband back alive. I just don't know. Oh, my. I said, think that way. I said, we're going to work through this. And uh, thank God that Eddie Butler, myself, that we were there, that we were able to help and assist her going through that and assist him and making sure that that they got back. You know, I remember saying to Addie, I said, Addie, look. I said, we we have to make sure we're going to have to change our, our tickets because we got to make sure that they're on the plane ahead of us. Either they go a day before or they go ahead of us a few hours, but definitely we can't leave him here. Right. That we them to go so we're we're gonna go behind them so their plane left early and they were they had a direct flight our flight of course we had a layover and uh about six hour layover but that was okay for us but we just needed to know that that he was on his way back to the states to get the get the more help that he needed oh oh that's that's some story a powerful story Uh, yeah. and, and certainly a story about uh, about the friendship and and, yeah. and support that uh, you had uh, with oh, him yeah. and, and that you had together mm-hmm. uh, which leads me to uh, my next and final question and that is what do you feel is richest legacy to the church and theological education I think that's I think that's great that's a great that's a great question and and he has he has a great legacy I think he leaves behind. Richard was very much in, in very much interested in the contributions that that black people could make in the, in the predominantly white church, the Lutheran church. Very much interested. He was very much interested in uh, in uh, in telling the story of what we as uh, as black people have to offer to this church. What we brought in the contributions that we made to this church. Mm-hmm. The main stronger church. Uh, we're not where we where we would like it to be, but what Rich did was open a lot of people's eyes as to, hey, uh, the blacks are here. They have made great contributions and they need to be valued for that as a part of the family of God and the Lutheran church. He, he opened our eyes to the, uh, to, uh, the connection of, uh, of uh, Lutherans, other other Black Lutherans around the world, he opened our eyes to that and said, "No, you have to work on this." As he took students, we took students overseas to see what was happening in Namibia and Zimbabwe. I took them to Tanzania. Rich had encouraged me to to, to go. I said, "We we've done the Tan- Namibia and Tanzania, and we went to Zimbabwe by way of uh, Lutheran World Federation." But let's look at Tanzania also. So we we. We went. We took a group of students there too, in order to expose them to the to the African continent and the church 
the vast church, rich, the richness of the church on the African continent. That's what Rich, he leaves that. He has inspired us, I think, uh, what he has, uh, his, his whole idea of the digital project that he wanted to do. He wanted to do that in order to, uh, to, to, to gain uh, insight from individuals as to how they saw the how they see the church and what they feel their contributions have been to the church and what their experience has been. He wants to share that experience with 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 all those within the church that we know that the blacks have some great have made some great uh, some great uh, contributions to the work in the life of the church. Uh, he also has inspired a number of us. And you, one of them, uh, Nelson, that uh, we're working on a book, you know, and actually it'll be a commemoration of and, and a commemoration of, of his work, of his legacy as a as a pastor in the uh, in, in the ELCA, you know, mm-hmm. and I, we want to do that. We really want to we're committed to making that happen because that he wanted to carry on actually the work that uh, Johnson had done with his his book and dealing with uh, black contribution. In the uh, in the Lutheran Church, his book went to about 1950, and we said well, we have nothing nothing else since 1950. So what Rich has done is it has instilled in us and encouraged us. Hey, write it down, write the history, that that more people know what we have done as as African American as as bishops, African American uh, professors, African American pastors, African American lay folk. Just these things that. Rich has inspired us to to do, to follow through with. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, th- that's certainly a, a legacy that that uh, we will we will build on, and that uh, yes. will help people to remember the contribution of our friend and colleague, uh, yeah. Richard Stewart. Uh, uh, for the seminary explorers, I want to thank you uh, for your comments and and the comments of uh, Dr. Joe Danella and and uh, Mr. Mark Staples. So thank, thank you so much. I thank you for the opportunity. I want to thank Joseph Danella, Charles Leonard, and Mark Staples for sharing their tributes to Dr. Richard Stewart, my friend and colleague. For the Seminary Explorers, this is Nelson Strobert. Good day.